gentlemen, put your hands together for Left Gallery! Laugh Gallery, Katie Love. Scott Power, Laugh Gallery. Scott Power, everybody. Laugh Gallery, where we celebrate the art of comedy and the comedy of art. We make fun of comics. We make fun of comics making fun of art. And we just make fun. Yeah, we're just, we're fun makers. What business, yeah, what business are, are, are we in? Well, we're in fun. We're in the fun business. We're in the fun business, the funny house business. We don't really have any idea uh, how we arrived at this point in time, prepared and yet unprepared, for all of the comedy extravaganza that is Laugh Gallery's Comedy 420, which is four comics doing 20 minutes of stand-up, as opposed to eight million comics doing two minutes all over Los Angeles. Full disclosure, Katie loves this project because it was her idea. <laughs> He asked me, though, what matters to comics? And I said, money and time. Give them stage time, give them money, pay them. And when I say pay them, I mean more than like, here's some fries or here's five dollars. So we paid them real money and they got to do 20 minutes. And that's uh, I wanted to pay them in crypto. And then how did that go? <laughs> yeah, that went well. <laughs> That went well. They could have been rich. But not only does he pay them, but he decorates their envelopes, which is really nice. I don't get involved in anything artistic. We know that I am not too great with art. It See, says that you're an amazing writer and an amazing comic. You're like, I'm not good at No, but I mean like visual well, arts. She's fishing for a compliment. I mean so visual arts. If you want a good laugh, play Pictionary with me. Why haven't you ever had a Pictionary party at your house? Well, you know what? Wait a minute. Why haven't I ever been invited to your house except for the podcast I recorded? Why would you want to come to my house? Because it seems like a, a fun place to have a party I that where leave. I introduce, I wanna, where I, I bring people there. that I want to be at your house because your house is better for a party. You know, here's so the, it becomes here, my party can I, can held I just, at your house. Can I, okay, you just, you know what? Because we both live in the valley. You know what? You're hitting too close to home right now. Excuse the pun. <laughs> because and we could serve sourdough. We could do bruschetta on every, your sourdough my, that you made. My wife and I have lived together for a long time now. We've lived in three places. It's the same old fucking story. Because every place, place it's like, oh, this place would be so fun to entertain. This place we could have great parties here. This is wonderful. Yeah. And she great. hates parties. Does and she? We hate never parties? entertain her party. Because turns out you have a big life. She's she you don't want to see anybody. Out, she's a private person that, 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 that just wants. Well, that's why time. she's so lovely, and I'm such a psycho because she doesn't like. She knows that she's she a private, know. lovely person, and she I'm just like, let's have a party. I'm, my social life has suffered greatly. I can see this. Yeah, you should see what he's wearing right now. Yeah, I'm calling. I bullshit. talked about this in another episode. I'm calling bullshit. Am I wearing the Skeletons. same clothes as I was way back? Yeah, in you're that always other wearing episode? the same thing. <laughs> it says you've left me. What is it? No choice. 
You've left me no choice. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah, and it's skeletons and, on the phone. Dead people. He thinks it's on the, the funniest calling... thing he's ever seen. Okay, you know what? It's all not that, that funny. I'm an all black. Of all course, I'm a comic. I'm an all black. From Boss Dog, the artist Boss okay, Dog. Okay, that is cool. I think okay, Boss Dog is cool. All right, tell us who we're talking about today on uh, Comedy 420. Who graced our stage there at the uh, Comedy Chateau? And thank you, Comedy Chateau. Shout out to you for hosting us in our our crazy show. The one and only Sean Connor. That's right. Now, Sean Connor, I saw him at the Comedy Chateau as an audience member. I was there kind of scoping out the club to see. Stalking. Stalking and scoping. What is the difference? Not a lot. Not a lot. Fine line between scoping and stalking. I've had a lot of stalking jokes, actually. But one of my favorite jokes, now that you've asked me to do a joke, is that it was a bit I did. Your about... Honor, I think it's a matter of semantics. <laughs> the uh, prosecutor is saying that I was stalking. I'm adamant that it I was, was scoping. It was this ex-boyfriend that said I was being a stalker because I, you know, just kind of followed up after the You do the have break. that look. I, I have, you know, I was just following up. That's what <laughs> I call up. it. I don't call it stalking. I call it following up. <laughs> right now, Adele's hello should play. Ah! Hello. Anyway, I'm sorry if I blew the speakers out, producer here in the studio, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. Sorry. Andrew, we love you, Andrew. Andrew. I hope that didn't listen up some ear Poor Andrew. Anyway. Such a good guy. Um, and I had the stalker bit, and I said, listen, I didn't have a car at the time. Do you know how hard it is to stalk someone on a bus? You got to get everybody else involved. <laughs> you got to look around and go, shh, yeah. I'm stalking someone mm. right now. Mm. And that's why we're parked in front of this Weird apartment here in Brentwood. Yeah. And, you know, I had to stalk him without a car, and that's not easy. The timing of that. Stalking on foot is far more challenging. By the way, yeah. but it's a healthier approach. It is that you'll get your steps in. You get the in. steps in. Get By your, the way. You yeah. get your steps yeah. in. How do you get your steps in? Eh, stalking. You know, but you, the bus. So are you, you with walking? the bus, no, and now there's the scooters and everything, yeah. but then they're going to be able to trace it back because you leave the scooter out there. Like, you can just leave your bike and your scooter everywhere. And so stalking isn't what it used to be. Do you think people are stalking on scooters now? Well, I mean, they leave that scooter. I don't really understand that because I've never been on one of those scooters. This could has scooter, nothing to do with Lime, our next comic. Could Lime scooters be implicated in so, a stalking case? I went to see this comic, Sean Connor. I was Sean Connor, actually we there, love you, Sean. I was actually there to just check out the room and ended up staying for the show. And I sat next to... I don't know if it was his girlfriend or a date or whatever. One of his bitches. But she was loving him. Yeah. And because she loved him, I was like, yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. He's got, okay, he's really got something here. Mm -hmm. And I had one of my really good friends in town, and we just thought he was hilarious. And then I was still working out details with the club, so I would go there and check things out and check in with them. And he was there, and he was always working. And when it came time to book the show, I wanted somebody that I hadn't worked with before. I wanted to mix it up a little bit. And so we called Sean and Sean said yes. And we're so happy that he did because he's an amazing comic. I really enjoyed working with him. He's a great guy. Sean's a goer. He's a doer. Yeah. And he he'll come right up do. to you and say, this is what I want. And yeah. so you just, you feel like you should give it to him. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that could go into a whole sexual bit that I'm not going to do here. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Come on, do it. Do Come it. on, do no. It. Do no, it. I'm a female producer you know you want it. You and I have to be very careful with these young, hot comics. I have to be careful. Why? I don't know. Why? Because there's some hashtag me too thing going on out there. Can you imagine if like all this the young, hot comics show. coming out saying like, 
Katie forced I feel, me to I do feel the show. I was threatened. Yeah. I was She's abused. just too much sex for you one room. You know, you, yeah. It's hard to rape the willing. This it is. is really, it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what I think about Sean Connor. <laughs> Sean Clear- Connor. Clearly. Well, by the way, he brought it that night. Very he funny. Sure did. He's very funny. Uh, and actually one of the more bluer comics that we had. He was blue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like how he kind of sat down or he leaned against the stool and he was like, listen. This is, uh, let's talk about titties. And uh, I think he uses the word titties, which I never use. I say boobs. Right. I say happy boobies. Because when you have boobs, you're kind of always like worried. Well, it kind of depends on the size. Happy boobies. Happy boobies. The size of the breast. Because some breast sizes are titties, and some some breast sizes are boobs, and some (laughs) breast sizes are. You know, jugs. You know, I mean. Oh my God. He did not say jugs. I did. Jugs. We are so canceled. (laughs) It's okay. It's going to be all right. It's all right. just you and I, Scott. No one else could, is listening. Could, wait, what was that? Married with show? Children. Married with Children. Could that show exist today? I don't know, but it right? was a great show. Yeah, he read Come Jugs on. Magazine. You know? That's right. Yeah. You know what? We're not here to judge. Jugs. We're here to bring up. Now, do we need to cleanse the palate again? We keep Have saying all this vile Have stuff. Some wine. And then we bring up the comic like they're part of our, you know, debased thought process. <clears throat> By the debased, yes. Thought process, no. No, there's not a lot of thought going into this. We're <laughs> drinking. What kind of wine are we drinking? Um, Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc. I'm not shouting out the brand because they're not paying us. So fuck that's them. right. We don't do brand but awareness it's delicious. here. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. All right. All right. So here we go. Ladies Comedy and gentlemen, laugh gallery people. Sean Connor doing 20 minutes because it's four comics doing 20 minutes, and he's one of them. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Sean Connor. Yeah, what is up? How you, did you know that Fabuloso trick? That fa- I almost killed myself with Fabuloso. I didn't open the windows. I didn't know that part. Had that shit on the stove, was playing the game. Almost passed the fuck out. How y'all doing? I know I'm up here looking like a youth pastor. I go to a cool-ass church. Who wants to get lit for the Lord? Get jiggy for G-O-D. Make some noise if God you nick. All right, no, we ain't gonna go there. Interracial love, I love this. Clap it up for him. It's beautiful. We got a future first-round draft pick over here going on. Y'all don't see this shit? Y'all don't watch the NBA draft? Nah, y'all both got glasses. This is a second-round draft pick. All right, all right, we'll keep it real. Oh, this guy, he's got an IT head, but he's got a gangsta-ass Viking beard. I like this shit. He's making a plan. <laughs> An IT head, you like that? Okay. I like my man over here, the Silver Fox. I see you over there, looking good. When he brings his lady home, he puts on Anderson Cooper to fuck him. It's getting you hot, baby? <laughs> How you doing? I see you took off your mask, thank you. She was like, yeah, just keep it going, buddy. The beer got me warmed up. You look like an FBI agent with this hat. Are you sure you're supposed to be here? Okay, all right. She looked like she'd give out warrants with that hat. Don't that shit look scary? You guys are a good looking crowd. I feel it. <laughs> First round draft pick, second round draft pick. I love the NBA, that's my thing. I'm black, you guys can see that. 
I hate the NBA commercials though, because all the sports like like hockey and baseball, it's, you know, Budweiser, drive a truck, but the NBA, they get a famous ass rapper in all their commercials to support Hennessy. This shit pisses me the fuck off. Like, goddamn. They get Nas. <laughs> White people, that's Jay-Z's nemesis, if you don't know. Nas is in the Hennessy commercial. Hennessy, the spirit of the NBA. Just say niggas like basketball. We know. I love that the NBA, that they go to other parts of the world and they find the best players. Like the best players in the NBA now are all from overseas. And I love that shit. They find the, the best players in these nooks and crannies of the world. And I want other sports to adopt this. I want Formula One to start doing this method. I want them to come to Crenshaw and Compton and find a nigga who's been stealing cars his whole life to battle up against any driver. I can see him driving like this the whole time. This nigga drives for Crown Victoria. He's sponsored by Backwood. <laughs> Giving Lewis Hamilton the middle finger as he crosses the finish line. From the pole to the checkered flag, Tyrone wins again. <laughs> Can't wait to see this shit. <laughs> a few straight white men in here. You saw them. No, I'm showing love to you guys. I love it. Because the, the world is hard on y'all right now. I see you guys do good deeds all the time, but the news never shows you guys doing good deeds. It's not fair. You guys need to get outside. Just once a day, just help a baby. Do something, help somebody cross the street so that the news can see you doing a good deed. Because you know you have this superpower, but we never see you using it for good. I took my white friend out for some white shit, and I thought he was going to lead point. All my black friends and my one white friend, I took him to an escape room. <laughs> and he pissed me off, because this nigga didn't know none of the clues. He didn't say shit the entire time we were there. He said one thing. He said, bro, there's a circle on the wall with numbers. I was like, bro, that's a clock. <laughs> you are not helping us. This is traumatic for me. I'm scared, man. White women, you guys aren't safe. See a few of you in here. <laughs> no, because you guys are leading the charge for change, and I love that, but you guys never know when you cross the line. Sometimes you just say things because you're just uninformed. <laughs> I was hanging out with a Jewish woman and I kissed her. Got weird. No, no, because we was hanging out, we was having a good time, cracking jokes, we was trauma bonding. Both our tribes been through something. I was like, all right, this is a vibe. And I kissed her and she said something to me. And when she said it, normally when I hear this, it sounds like a compliment. And when she said it, it sounded like she was complaining. I kissed her, I went, she was like, ugh, your lips are so big. I was like, what, bitch? You just call me a schwarzer? Something big on you? Nah, I didn't even go there. I didn't even go there. I didn't even go there. <laughs> they blame white men for silly shit. And I get why. It's because we see you guys with, you, with the things that you get mad at, and it's like, eh, can you really get mad at that? Like during the pandemic, people tried to cancel Dr. Seuss. And this was the stupidest shit ever. That's why they blame white people for it. It was like, ah, you guys don't really care. You don't care about it. But I think it's the stupid shit ever to try to cancel Dr. Seuss. He was making up races and colors. Who gives a fuck if they had big lips in the stories? This nigga taught me how to count and spell. And Dr. Seuss was clearly a drug addict. Like, if you read the stories, all the characters had drug addict characteristics. Think about the Grinch who stole Christmas. He lived on the outside of town. Everybody know him, but don't nobody fuck with him like that. 
nigga come around in the holidays. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. Y'all need help with the gifts? Y'all bring in all the gifts. He come back late at night, steal all the gifts at once. Grinch has super strength. So you summon the homeless in Hollywood, you might see the Grinch, because he was a crackhead. <laughs> then Dr. Seuss wrote a story about a pimp. He didn't call him a pimp, but I know a pimp when I read one. <laughs> Six foot tall cat, he had the bow tie and shit with the top hat. Walking with a limp, talking in smooth lines. Stick even had two hoes. He didn't call them hoes. He called them thing one and thing two. But they was, they was some hoes. They had blue hair. They came out of a box. <laughs> All they want to do is have fun. That's what girls say when they do hoe shit. Time in my life, I was just having fun. <laughs> I want to get a little introspective with you guys. You guys seem like a, uh, a very knowledgeable crowd. No, 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 I like it. No, come on in, sit down, have a seat. We're good, right? Get nasty. <laughs> She's like, oh, word, fine, right on time. Any of you guys take psychedelics? Yeah. Come on. I knew you, Willie Nelson, back there. I knew you did. That's Uncle Grandpa back there. He'd be like, hey, how old is she? Nah, I'm just messing around. Just fucking around. No, no, no. There's this new thing out called microdosing which I just call being a pussy, because that wasn't around, that wasn't around when I was doing fucking shrooms and LSD. There's no pharmacist rule when the drug dealer gives you your mushrooms. He's never like, all right, take two caps in the morning, take two stems at night, there's none of that shit. So the guy gave me an eighth, and I ate an eighth of shrooms. I didn't know how much to eat. I'm on the beach with my girlfriend, wigging out. <laughs> Stars in the ocean just coming together, one big spiral. Like, this shit isn't working. Joe Rogan lied. <laughs> and my girlfriend, she doesn't give a fuck how this shit affects me. I'm trying to explore my psyche. She's like, is your dick ready? Can you fuck longer? Can you go harder? I'm like, goddamn, all you want is sex on the beach, you animal. I'm trying to realize if I can cry over here. <laughs> So I'm giving her what she needs. I'm giving her the attention she deserves. And it gets a little weird because a homeless guy comes up and starts pleasuring himself to us. And I feel his plight. This guy's got no data package. He can't go on Pornhub. He's got to get it how he lives, all right? Real live action is the only thing that he can imagine. But it got a little weirder because, you know, I'm on top of her. We got the little towel down. And he was like, hey, bro, can you hit it from the back? I was like, you can't make requests. This ain't no search bar, nigga. You got to be into what we into. <laughs> and then, then my girl, she got a little nervous. And she was just like, oh, I, think, I think he's watching us. So his plan was to just lay down and stay still. I was like, nigga, we can hear you breathing. This is not Jurassic Park. <laughs> you just moaned over there. <laughs> then the shrooms really started kicking in. <laughs> I'm performing for him now. I'm giving a little extra to the stroke that I really got. <laughs> but I don't know, the synergy kicked in and I busted and he busted. The only person who didn't bust was her. This is the weirdest threesome I ever been a part of, man. <laughs> Shit was fucked up. Then I realized I was kinky when I came back to reality. You ever found out that you're kinky? Cause like, I feel like everybody's got a little kink in them. Like kinks are like credit scores. Everybody's got one, no one wants to say theirs out loud. Especially rich people, they're like, I'm all vanilla, eyes wide shut who? 
But kinks, everybody's got them. We all searching stuff on the search bar. <laughs> he gave me his eyebrows like, yeah, all right. <laughs> you look like you jerk off the old school porn specifically. Like you don't even like new stuff. Ron Jeremy fucked another one. I'd be like, ah, damn, all right, okay. <laughs> Kinks are cool though. I'll tell you guys my kink, my credit score. I'm considered a creep though for this, and I don't know why. I like feet. That's right, I'm a monster. <laughs> I don't know why this body part specifically is shame though, because we can't shame, you know, lifestyles or body parts, but we can shame this kink that I like feet. And there's a whole bunch of girls on Instagram selling feet. I feel like I'm supporting an economy. I feel like I'm helping this situation. I think it's because feet are low to the ground. Because it don't matter what you're into, everybody likes booty. Everybody likes a nice ass. And one of them shits, the other one makes toe jam. I can't rub my dick on toes. If I like big butts, I don't lie. But if I like feet, I'm a creepy guy. It makes no sense to me. Shit makes no fucking sense at all. This is how I found out, FBI agent. This is how I found out I was a creep. So when you're scrolling through the database later, you can, you'll have the backstory. <laughs> this is how I found out I was a creep. Because the beautiful thing about women, you guys have self-love. You're a little vain, but you have self-love. It's the beautiful thing. You get your hair done, get your nails done. You love to show that shit off. All that men that we got is the barbershop. And that's the most toxic place you could ever visit. All right, I won't get into that. I'm getting into some traumatic shit, fuck it. <laughs> but the beautiful thing about women, you guys have self-love and you love to show that shit off. And you may not know that I'm a creep yet, right? So when you get your nails done, you be like, hey, just got my nails done. She'll send the pic right over. And she doesn't know I'm a creep. So I'll be like, did you get to feed the match? <laughs> she send that shit right over. I'll be like, yeah. This is how I found out, though. This is how I found out that I was a monster. I'm sorry to make you uncomfortable. You're like, oh, God. <laughs> I wonder if he can see my fetish in my eyes. <laughs> All right, buddy. I can tell yours. Love and connection. <laughs> Ain't that beautiful? <laughs> Fuck that. Nah, that's weird. This is the type of guy who jerks off to amateur porn only. <laughs> they're a real couple. I'd be like, they're still acting. They got traumatic situations at the house. They just got into an argument. This is content related. <laughs> nah, but this is how I found out that I was a monster. She sent the pic over. And the first thing I said when I saw the pic, I was like, mm. Look at those little piggies. I was like, little piggies? Ugh. But I couldn't wait to take them to the farmer's market. I knew it was something wrong with me, man. I knew it was something wrong with me. I hate that you gotta have political opinions now. No, no, it's, it's good to be informed, but like, I didn't know nothing about Roe v. Wade. I thought this was a new pay-per-view fight. <laughs> had to get informed. I had a one-night stand in Texas, and now I'm a father. <laughs> No, that's all good. I talk to the kid. We watch Coco Melon twice a week. I'm not a deadbeat dad. I'm just a free spirit father. <laughs> She's like, oh, God. He's opening up to us up here. I am a little bit. I'll tell you guys one more thing vulnerable about me. I, uh, and I'm a little insecure about this, but I feel like you guys are family now because you listen to me say nigga 37 times. <laughs> And I'm insecure about this, but I, I have an unusually large dick hole. <laughs> Ain't that shit crazy? <laughs> shit pisses me off, man. Shit pisses me like, like, my penis is cool, but the dick hole is just way too big. Like, like, I'm ashamed to tell you how I found this out, but I will. If you can imagine, the tip of my shit is like 
the end of a Tabasco bottle. You know how when you tip it over, it's always too much that comes out? It's never the right amount of Tabasco. You just want to dab and it's like, oh. Shit pisses me off, man. I found out because I gave myself an old school STD test with the fucking cotton swab. And that shit just went right in. It was like, it didn't even, I could twist it around. I didn't have to lube it up or nothing, buddy. Yes, I am a nasty fucker, you guys. <laughs> you guys seem like you're in relationships in here. Yeah. Interlove. Interlove, that's your new nickname. Interstellar, they're defeating the galaxy. I'm glad that I'm doing better now that I live in LA. Like the last comic told you, you know, she lived in a bunk bed. I've experienced this too. It's called hostel living. I don't know if anybody knows what a hostel is, but the movie has nothing compared to real life. Shit is scary. I call it Homeless Plus, because the homeless people know, it's like you signed up for the Plus version and didn't unsubscribe, so they still get you a couple dollars a month. Shit is fucked up. The homeless people know to congregate right outside the hostel, because they talk shit to you. Because you think you better, because you got a roof over your head. You ain't better than me, as I step over them in the morning. You ain't better than me. And they right, because if they have a good day being homeless, they could just be my roommate. Go through withdrawal in the top bunk. Can I use your charger? This is my two-by-two two area. <laughs> when you live in a hostel, sometimes you got to be a layup guy. I don't know if you guys know what this is, a layup guy. That's when your girl's house is better than yours, so you lay up over there all the time. <laughs> you think you're getting shit for free? There's always a price. I want to tell you, he looks like he's been there before. Okay, I see you. Back in the day. Before Ron Jeremy. All right, cool. <laughs> No, no, when you're a layup guy, I want to tell you, you can't take no nights off in the pussy. You have to average a triple-double in the pussy. You got to be slam-dunking in the pussy every night. You cannot be like, hey, babe, I had a long day. A long day doing what? It wasn't working. You'd be like, oh, okay, all right. Let me slide these boxers off. I'm sorry. You got to be hitting crossovers because there is always a draft pick ready to take your spot. And he will come lay up in that pussy, too. He will watch Netflix. He won't even jerk off. He got self-control. <laughs> but now that I'm doing better, I get to choose women that are actually good for me. And I'm proud of that. When I go over a woman's house, the first thing I do, I go in her bathroom. And I'm peeling back that shower curtain. I want to know what kind of soap she has. That's right. I went over one girl's house. She had a bar of zest soap. I was like, bitch, what are you doing with this? What do you got, athletes pussy? Why do you have this in your house? It's for the heel of my feet. <laughs> Fellas in here, you're dealing with women. If she has a Summer's Eve or Honey Pot, you can trust that pussy. She is a mechanic, okay? If you fuck up that pH, she'll get under the hood and fucking <laughs> drain oil at that motherfucker, get it right back. There's another soap that you have to watch out for. Dr. Bonner's, Mr. Bonner's, I'm not sure, but it's in a blue bottle and it has healing and hemp on it. Those are the words, healing and hemp. But the last word is the one you have to watch out. Peppermint. <laughs> you do not want peppermint soap, fellas. This shit is time activated. I was over at a girl's house and I was like, oh, this is new, this looks nice, sign word. Poured it on the loofah, it lathered up, hit my hot spots first. By the time I started washing the rest of my body, my dick shriveled up and felt like a Christmas candy cane, motherfucker. 
in the fucking shower. Hallelujah. Shit is shriveled up, all crinkled and shit. Got to know your value, your value, fellas. Because women shouldn't be the only one, you know, about hypergamy. Just learn about this word. You're like, oh, where's he going with this? I do. I give out dick according to the amenities in her house. <laughs> if she just got an air mattress, I'm just hitting it from the side. I'm not even... If you ain't got no headboard, I'm not giving you head. What are you doing? You can't be a queen. You live like a chambermaid. <laughs> if she has uh, white appliances, I can't give her the real stroke either. I can do better than that. Silver appliances only. I believe in myself. But if she's got an in-home washer and dryer, I'm nothing in that pussy. Because that's a house right there. We can build a family. Believe in me, girl. <laughs> Wash my shirts and iron them and I'll take us places. <laughs> There's a lot of things that are, are accepted now that weren't accepted when I was a kid. Some of them I'm cool with, but some of them I'm not. I fucking hate that anime is accepted. That used to be a quirk of mine that I like anime. I was like, oh, I can go home, this is my guilty pleasure. But now everybody can wear Dragon Ball Z t-shirts with their Jordans and still carry a gun. Like, how you a killer when you know what a Kamehameha is? <laughs> Shit don't make no fucking sense. I had to earn my stripes when it came to anime. When I was in elementary school, the kids, they gave me a nickname when I told them I like anime. They used to call me, uh, gay. Just for liking fucking Japanese cartoons. Well, these niggas is fighting. I learned how to fight from the TV. That's how I lost my first fight. <laughs> we was doing that shit on the playground. Young boys, they don't really want to fight. We was bumping shoulders. Hey, you hit me. You hit me. All right, push me. All right, push me again. This kid squared up. I went, ah! I thought I was supposed to charge up. There was always an episode of charging up before there was a fight. This nigga punched me in the face. Not instant transmission to the nurse's office. <laughs> Shit fucked me up, because I developed a complex because I wanted to get a little pussy. Decided to hide the fact that I like anime, not even realizing girls who watch anime, the best pussy. <laughs> Seriously. My anime of choice was this shit called Naruto. If you've never seen this shit, these guys are ninjas, they got headbands, they weave hand signs that activate their powers. The kids in your high schools that wore orange jackets, they used to run like this. Those were the Naruto kids, all right? That Naruto shit saved my life. Because where I'm from in the suburbs of Jersey, gang culture really isn't that prevalent. But in the greater Los Angeles uh, area, you cannot flex, you cannot front on that shit. If anybody see you throwing up any kind of signs, they're gonna press your ass. And I had a little tequila in me. I was listening to Future. Stood up on the couch in the club. And somebody came up to me, an official, an affiliate. He came up to me, he was real respectful. Hey, what's all that shit about, cuz? <laughs> I immediately got my Naruto back. I'm like, Kagebushi Ninjutsu! He's like, you an anime nigga? And I ran away like this. Before I get out of here, I want to give you guys a little bit of piece of advice. There's some men in here. If you are in relationships with women, uh, try to find a TV show that y'all like together. Whatever TV show that she's into, just get into that shit. Whatever housewife she hates, just hate that bitch too. <laughs> Whatever you got to do to get an hour of peace in the house, just try it. <laughs> That's what I do with my girl, but I like to keep it spicy. I'm in a fire in a relationship because we don't argue that much at all. So whenever we do get a chance, I get a little petty. I argue during the TV show. We were watching WandaVision. 
And I was like, babe, you see how even though everything's going wrong, she's trying to act like she has it all under control? Does that remind you of anyone? <laughs> but my girl's clever. She's like, you see how she has to take care of the whole community, the kids in the house, while Vision flies around in his dream world? Does that remind you of anyone? It's like, you clever bitch. <laughs> Is it domestic violence if the couple's homeless? <laughs> if they don't have a domicile? Because I thought I seen a homeless couple fighting the other day. I was like, ah, they just figuring it out. We don't, we, nobody should be hitting anybody, but we don't care about domestic violence when it comes to women. When we see a, a woman, I, yeah, now I'm getting too deep into it. I'm glad this is past the 20 minute mark. <laughs> when we see a woman hitting a guy, we all just act like it's the 1950s. They'd be like, well, that's the shit they got to deal with. They're figuring it out. That's going on in their household. I saw my homeboy get beat up on Halloween by his girlfriend. And this nigga is six foot three. So we all just sat there at the table and kept playing Uno. Like we didn't intervene or nothing. She was choking him and shit. She was like, He's, she's choking me and I'm not doing nothing to her. She finally left. He came outside the room. I tried to console him with a piece of candy. I was like, you want a three musketeer? He took that anger out on me. He was like, you a three musketeer. I was like, what does that even mean? I'm soft and nougaty. I should have ended one more joke earlier. Thank y'all for listening. I'm Sean Conn. Thanks for listening to the Laugh Gallery Podcast. Please remember to like and share this episode with your friends on social media. Laugh Gallery is brought to you by Crew S Studio in Los Angeles, California. Our theme music was created by Dan Ubik, and that's me, at Dan U Productions. Special thanks to our partners at We Edit Podcasts, Polymash, Riverside, Captivate, and Burbank Podcast Recording Studio. Thanks again for listening to Laugh Gallery.